Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. That's right. Just after 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning, it is time to head outdoors with the Elvis of the outdoors. It is Rob Zimmer. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Uh, fabulous. All right. It's, uh, you know, it's mid-June here. And it is. <laughs> it's it's uh, crazy. Man, does it feel good outside. It is. It's already mid-June. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, it's just nuts. Seems like it was just March. Mm-hmm. Seems like the other now day. It's it summer. Was, it was May. Well, that was about a week ago. But. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to join the show today, give us a call, 281-1150. That is here in Appleton. Or as the voice said, uh, Oshkosh and outside of Appleton, it's a TDS Metrocom toll-free line, 866-887-1150. You can also catch us online. Go to whby.com. Click on the Contact Us, and it'll go into our email inbox. You can also get Rob on Facebook. It is Rob Zimmer. Outdoors. Rob Zimmer Outdoors. That is me. Another busy week on Facebook? Yes. It's been kind of a sad week on Facebook, though. So what do you we'll mean? Talk a about sad some of the things. Week? Lots of unfortunate things happening. Oh. People well, passing away and things. So that it's, uh, is, that's yeah. I want to talk about that today. I do want to uh, do a little tribute to uh, one lady who did pass away this week, maybe later in the show, but uh, the director of the Weiss Earth Science Museum, Joanne Klusendorf, passed away. And um, hmm. that's kind of a, an unexpected. Um, passing for a lot of people. So if you know Joanne, if you knew her and have any memories you want to share about her, you know, please do so. She was, as many of you know, if you're on my Facebook page, she's one of my one of my heroes. There's a lot of um, female naturalists and female outdoors people in the area, and they're all my heroes. And she was one of them. And she actually was uh, one of the inspirations for my book on the Niagara Scarpment called Niagara. And hmm. um, yeah, last time I saw her was at a premiere for the a movie about the Niagara Scarpment and in De Pere called The Great Ledge, and she was there that day, and she um, all excited, and uh, we had a great conversation, and then, um, yeah, so it's kind of sad. What's her name again? Joanne Klusendorf. Joanne Klusendorf. Yeah, she's the director of the Weiss Earth Science Museum. I believe she was 69. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So. Rest in peace. Yes, definitely. Yeah, if you knew her, give us a call. She, and a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people do. She was always involved with Quarry Quest, and uh, Nina, I know she was there every year. Uh, when they did that, she uh, obviously was very passionate about the the ledge, the Niagara Escarpment, and she did tons and tons of programs um, on that, um, you know, on that geological feature. And she taught me a lot about it. And of course, she um, uh, she was the director of the Weiser Science Museum, where, where she got to educate people on on local geology and rocks and all the fascinating stuff that goes with them. Sounds like so. a great lady. Yes, she, lived a great life. she definitely was. Yeah. Rest in peace, Joanne. Two eight one eleven fifty. So that kind of leads into your week. How was yes, your week? My week was great. I actually spent a lot of time uh, along the Niagara Escarpment. I went to to Ledgeview Nature Center a couple times. Went to Point Beach. Went to Maribel Caves. Went to um, High Cliff State Park. Went to a lot of places on the Niagara Escarpment. Just um, uh, checking things out. Lots of stuff going on as far as as far as nature. Um, I did do this week on Wednesday. I did a program over at Woodland Dunes Nature Center. Um, I did a, a wildflower program, a program on rare wildflowers of the area, and then I took the, the group of about 40 people came, and we went on a wildflower hike afterwards. So that was fun to explore the trails at Woodland Dunes to see what we could find. 
Um, lots of different wildflowers and so many cool dragonflies were out. Dragonfly season's really picking up, and there's lots of yeah, cool. I saw a lot of pictures on your Facebook. Yeah, of, of yeah. <laughs> like every, every yeah. Seemed, seemed like every day you had something on your hand. On my hand, yeah. That's <laughs> right. kind of nice. They always seem to land on me, so that's kind of cool. So, yeah, they just kind I of like flock to you. They do. I am. I call myself the dragonfly whisperer. So, <laughs> and monarchs too. Monarchs are are really back in full force now. Um, I've been keeping track of how many monarchs I see this year so far, and I'm up to 25. So, and that's only about two weeks, maybe two or three weeks. So, nice. Um, I know people have seen more. I know course? people haven't is seen it, any. Is it unusual? It's pretty good for for early June. Yeah, um, they usually come back the last week in May is when I usually first see them, and. Uh, as soon as they come back, the females are laying eggs. So we're seeing a lot of people are reporting finding eggs on milkweed. In fact, when I was at Woodland Dunes, as we were hiking, we were checking milkweed plants for eggs, and we found a lot of monarch eggs on the milkweed out there. So, um, And then you have a little lull because all those caterpillars are growing, you know, for the next couple of weeks, growing and transforming into adults themselves. And then all of a sudden we'll see a big explosion again in uh, July and, and into August as that cycle repeats. So. Um, but there's a lot back out there, and I saw a lot at, at Woodland Dunes. I saw a lot at Mosquito Hill when I went hiking out there this week. So lots of cool things going on. Now, for those who may not know, the Niagara Escarpment, Yes. what is that? That is, that's, that's the ledge that runs through Wisconsin. It makes up, like, the entire Door County, so it's basically the cliff at High Cliff. Um, it, go, it starts down in southern Wisconsin, um, uh, Fond du Lac County, Dodge County, and then it kind of goes up along the east shore of Lake Winnebago. So that's your high cliff in Calumet County Park. And then it kind of turns a little bit toward Manitowoc. It goes through um, uh, through Ledgeview Nature Center up toward Mirabel Caves and uh, Cato Falls, which is a really cool park on the ledge there. And then it goes into um, Brown County, which is, it forms, um, if you're familiar with Weequiock Falls or Fonferrix Glen that I, that I talk about on the show all the time, those waterfalls up in Green Bay. Um, and then it's basically the entire Door Peninsula, so all the big cliffs, you know, at, at Whitefish Dunes and at uh, Cave Point and Rock Island and Peninsula State Park, the huge, you know, 200-foot-high bluffs there. It's basically that limestone ledge that runs through the eastern part of Wisconsin. Um, and then it actually goes all the way around through Upper Michigan and back over to Niagara Falls. It's the same, it's the same cliff that Niagara Falls falls over. Hmm. Yeah. So it does a circle through the Midwest. I didn't know that. I knew, yeah. I knew the name. I didn't know they, it actually They call it one of the seven natural wonders yeah. of the world. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Well, it's cool. 281-1150-866-887-1150. What else about your week? Uh, let's see here. Yesterday? Uh, Yesterday was on, on the air. Yes. yes. Uh, with, with somebody new here. We need yes, to, to mention. Yes, Haley. Yep. Haley Tenpass, Focus yeah. Fox Valley. Yeah. Uh, you're still going to be on, though, every uh, every Friday. Yes. As far as How I did know. that go? <laughs> it, went, it was great. It was yep. fun. Yep. Yep. So we talked about... Um, what did we talk about yesterday? We talked about hostas. We talked about medium-sized hostas. That was a request from a listener for a top 10 list. Today, I'm going to do the top 10 giant hostas because okay. I like the big ones. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about those. Uh, we talked about invasive species, a lot about invasive species because it's Invasive Species Awareness Month. So if you missed the show, make sure you check out the podcast from yesterday right. if you want to learn about the best, my favorite medium-sized hostas and uh, some information about invasive plants, uh, which we'll talk about more today, too. Sure. Go to whby.com and uh, click on the podcast section, and uh, you can listen to the show from yesterday. Yeah. Anything else from your week? Um, just been busy getting yep. outside, you know, trying to get a lot of pictures. Um, there are lots, of, lots of insects out there. The June bugs are flying around. I've been looking like crazy. This is the time of year to look for luna moths, which are the great big 
you know, six inch uh, green Luna moss with the big. I think that's tail. what I saw flying at the ballpark oh the other night. I would. Oh my goodness! Be it, so it, it kept flying right into. I don't know if you have been to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. There's big the lights. You know, the yeah. big no, the big net. Oh, the net that oh. you know protects whenever the ball, yeah. whenever there's a foul ball. Oh, that would be <laughs> there amazing. There was a bit. I, it was humongous moth, and yeah. it just kept on flying right into the net. It's possible because <laughs> it was trying to like climb the net, but it kept flying right into oh, it. Oh, I wish I'd have been there. <laughs> I would have grabbed it, taking its picture. But no, yeah, I mean, it was way up though. You, oh, there's no way anybody oh. could get to it. It I just kept that and, net. Then it, and then it kept going and kept Can't going. Can't keep me off the and net. It finally, <laughs> did get over. I'm not sure where it landed, but did it? Uh, but <laughs> I want to. I mean, oh, it's humongous. Cool. So right now is the season for those. Yep, all the giant silk moths they call them, and a lot of people are seeing them. Um, one of my friends who lives over in Washera County, she had, and this is unreal. I can't even imagine, but she had thirty um, Promethea moths, which are another big silk moth. They're about five inches across. Or those, these are they call them giant silk moths because um, uh, their caterpillars spin silk that they used to make silk um, out of. Um, and these moths are, are kind of cool because they're they're huge. They can be five, six, seven inches across. The cecropia moth can be seven inches across. Across. Um, so there's seven lo- inches. Seven inches. They're huge. Yep. They're gigantic. So there's I think there's four kinds in Wisconsin. There's the luna moth, the promethea moth, polyphemus, and cecropia. And the luna moth is the big lime green one that you see in pictures a lot. And it's it's so hard to find in the wild, but. Um, I know they've they've seen them at High Cliff already this year, and that's a, usually a good reliable spot to see them because they host on hickory trees, uh, the shagbark hickory. So that's usually where you see them flying around. Um, but the cool thing about these moths is these adults they don't feed, they don't have mouth parts at all. Their only role in life is to uh, mate and <laughs> lay eggs for the next generation, but they don't feed. So you're not going to see them, you know, around flowers and, and things. But hmm. uh, they're beautiful. But my friend, as I was saying, over in Washera County. She had 30 of these giant moths flying around her, her porch, um, and she couldn't figure out what they were, so she posted a video, and I told her, those are, those are Promethea moths. They're, like, rare. Uh, you, know, you know, you don't see these giant moths. They're five, six inches across. Does she have some food no. like, outside no. or something or some Good. special tree or Good. plant or anything? Good segue. <laughs> um, no, what it was was these were all males, and all these silk moths, the females— give off these pheromones that they can smell them two miles away. So these wow. 30 males from, you know, within two miles all congregated around this one female to mate with her. And it was, uh, that's what she was seeing. So, huh. and she even got video then later of the, the female laying eggs, which was really cool. So mm. that is like, I, mean, but, uh, I, I freak out if I see one and she had like 30 right around her front porch. Um, so that's pretty They cool. bite at all? Oh no, moths don't bite. No, no they're completely harmless. Like I said, they don't have mouth. Um, those these giant silk moths, they don't even have mouths. So, <laughs> so, but they're so big, people think they're bats. You know, when they're flying around, it, it, they literally they're just here to mate. Yeah, that's it. it In the adult form, yeah, they, their caterpillars are huge. I mean, their their caterpillars are they're like a pickle. I mean, when you see them like up in the trees, they literally remind you of a pickle. They have little bumps on them, and uh, they're green. And some of them are actually quite pretty. They have colored bumps on they're them. They're that like big, yellow. like pretty much. Yeah, yeah, six seven inches wow. long. Yeah. They're giant, mm. giant caterpillars. So people freak out and squish them. It's like, no, you know what that is? That's like a, a luna moth caterpillar. Don't you dare squish it. It's very rare. Yeah. All right. We're so going to hear from is you. This the, June is the month where you see those, and um, people have been seeing them already. Uh, everybody except me, it seems like. If you've so. seen <laughs> give us a call, 281-1150-866-887-1150. We'll take our first time out. We'll come back more outdoors with Rob Zimmer here on HBY. <laughs> what <are you> play? <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> 
Now it's played. Back here, it is Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. I am Joey D. Give us a call, 281-1150. Anything that you might be seeing outdoors, any kind of questions that you might have, you might be attending an event this weekend. I know usually we we go into uh, a break talking about some uh, events, and there's a ton of them going on now that we have hit June here. Yeah, there's a lot of events that I want to talk about. I didn't get a chance yesterday to talk about any of them, but there's so much going on this weekend, next weekend. Uh, that I want to cover all outdoor related. So if you're looking for things to do on the weekend, especially, um, I have some stuff. Um, the up in Green Bay at the Green Bay Botanical Garden. I've talked about this before, but their their Nature Connects Lego exhibit is going on. And what this is is these larger than life sculptures of of butterflies and flowers and deer and other things. I don't want to give too much away because I want you to go see it, but all made out of Legos. And that's at Green Bay Botanical Garden. That's going on uh, through August, so you have time to go see it. But Go check that out up there. It's going to be amazing. Also at the Milwaukee Zoo uh, down in uh, Milwaukee, obviously, they're doing their annual, or well, not annual because it's not every year, but their dinosaurs exhibit is back. And that's really cool, uh, not just for the dinosaurs. You know, the dinosaurs are cool. They're like life-size, um, well, like as close to the, as they can imagine to life-size, but these huge dinosaurs. But if you're a gardener, you want to go to the dinosaur exhibit at the Milwaukee Zoo just to see the plants because what they do when they when they create these exhibits is they bring in these really really rare and incredible uh, tropical plants and other things to to grow alongside the dinosaurs. So you can see some really cool plants. So it's interesting from a gardening perspective too uh, to see what's down there. Um, today, if you're a gardener, uh, today the place to be is Manitowoc. Manitowoc does the one. Well, actually, I think it's the best garden fair in the area. You know, you can compare it to Oshkosh and Green Bay, uh, but the Manitowoc one I just love. It's right downtown in Washington Park, right downtown Manitowoc, but it's called the, uh, this year it's gone, it's gone through some changes. It's the Garden Fair Extraordinaire uh, downtown Manitowoc. So that is going to be the place to be today. Um, just incredible vendors, incredible food, garden art and crafts, all sorts of stuff. And it's just, like I said, it's a beautiful destination. It's a beautiful place to have a garden fair because, you know, you're not in the middle of a field or a parking lot You are at, like you are at some of them. You're actually in this beautiful wooded park um, right on the lake shore. So it's going to be beautiful out, and it's a beautiful day to go. So take the short trip over to Manitowoc. It's only 45 minutes from the Fox Cities, and check out the Garden Fair Extraordinaire uh, today. Um, also going on today... Um, at Ledgeview Nature Center, Ledgeview Nature Center is doing a Father's Day gift workshop. So you can go there, uh, bring the kids, and make something for Dad or Grandpa or um, Uncle Rob or whoever you want to make <laughs> something for. Uh, a little natural gift idea or gift um, uh, for someone there. And that's at 10 a.m. at Ledgeview Nature Center. Um, if you're into mushrooms, spring mushrooms especially, um, Navarino Nature Center is doing their spring mushroom h- hike this morning at 9 to noon. So you can get a guided hike through the through the woods up there. Make sure you wear the tick repellent because there's a lot of ticks up there. But you can take a hike and learn all about the spring mushrooms that are out there. Um, next weekend is even busier. There's so much going on next weekend. Uh, butterfly Festival is in downtown Appleton at City Park. So oh, yeah. That's, that's going to be deal. next weekend. It is, yeah, yeah. If you're into butterflies. We've had a, a couple interviews with people. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, good. Yep. Well, why aren't they on my show? Well. I'm the outdoors guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Butterfly Festival, that's at City Park, downtown Appleton. That's next weekend. All sorts of butterfly-related art and fun and live butterfly exhibits and um, butterfly, all sorts of stuff that you can see, demonstrations. So that's going to be next weekend at City Park. 
Uh, also next weekend uh, is the Outagamie County Master Gardeners Gardener walk, Garden Walk. So you can check out all the gardens on the Master Gardener Walk. Um, as you're driving around town, you've probably seen their signs up showing which gardens are, are on the walk. And that's going to be next weekend. Hopefully someone from the Master Gardeners will call in and, and tell us a little about that. So if you're listening, give us a call. I'd like to hear more. Absolutely. Yep. And another fun thing next weekend at Woodland Dunes over in Two Rivers, where I actually uh, spoke this week. I did a program there. Um, they're going to have two really cool programs next Saturday. So you might want to spend the whole day there next weekend. They're going to be doing, um, if you have a daughter or if you um, have a, a niece or something who's interested in science, they're doing a Girls in Science program all day long, which is really cool because they get to meet some famous female uh, scientists and naturalists and, and career people, career women who've made a career in uh, science in the outdoors. And that's going to, you know, we really need to get our children um inspired by and interested in science you know just like i was talking about uh, joanne klusendorf at the beginning of the show you know these these women in our area we have so many strong naturalist women and nature women and outdoors women um, in great roles in our area and this is a great way to uh, get little young girls inspired by by nature and science and then at night at woodland dunes from 9 30 to 11 p.m they're doing their summer star party, which is a really cool event uh, out there at Woodland Dunes where they're, they're kind of away from the lights. They do these, uh, several of them annually, they do these star parties where you can go there, look through telescopes and, and um, binoculars and see, uh, learn all about the constellations and the phases of the moon and whatever else there is in the night sky at that time. So there's summer star parties next Saturday from 9.30 to 11. Um, then... It's amazing what you can say when, when when you look up. It, there's, <laughs> is that my friendly girl? Oh, that's up what in I the sky, it. yeah. Yeah, you, there's an app now. I guess you just put your phone up to yep. the sky, and, oh, and it it'll will tell you. show you what's going on. Like yeah. it'll say this is this and this is this. Yeah. Like I was wondering, you know, if it was a, a planet or if it was just a regular star. Yeah. And you can hold it up, and it'll, and it'll tell you the planets. Yeah. And and Jupiter and Venus have been really putting. Yes. The last yeah. That's what weeks. it was. Jupiter and Venus yep. the other night. Yep. yep. So that's pretty pretty neat to see. Yep. Um, and so then that's also, something you'll be able to do at this this place. Oh yeah, probably yep. they'll have all the techno technology there that you can see that. Nice. With. But they actually have the big their, their astronomy people bring in the big telescopes and uh, so you can really see that. Cool. Um, then on the seventeenth next Sunday at Mosquito Hill Nature Center, there's a program all about owls. So if you're interested in owls, they're doing big owl, little owl tomorrow or Sunday the 17th from 1.30 to 2.30. So you can meet live owls, learn all about the different owls of our area, um, and learn what they eat, how they live, um, how much they can eat, all sorts of fun things. So that's Big Owl, Little Owl, next Sunday at Mosquito Hill. That's the 17th. On the 21st, the 21st is World Giraffe Day, and there's going to be a big celebration at the New Zoo up in uh, Swamico because um, obviously they have giraffes there. World Giraffe, World Giraffe Day. Day. Yep. Right. So there's going to be a big celebration at the New Zoo. Uh, also on the 21st, a day in the life of a beekeeper at Mosquito Hill. So if you're into bees or you want to learn more about bees, uh, this is on a Thursday. So it's a Thursday lecture series from 9.30 to 11 a.m., a day in the life of a beekeeper. So you can learn all about what it's like to, to raise honeybees. The 24th in Oshkosh is the Oshkosh Garden Walk from 12 to 5 p.m. So uh, they're going to have their big, the Oshkosh Garden Club hosts their big annual garden walk. And then on the 30th, this is a little little far out, but I wanted to put it out there just so people can mark their calendars. On June 30th, it's Purple Martin Fest down at uh, Marsh Haven Nature Center in at Horicon Marsh. 
Um, we talked a lot about Purple Martins this spring when we had the big blizzard, when they were all um, being kept alive by, by Bob Ring out at High Cliff State Park mm-hmm. and uh, Dick Nikolai, who was feeding them uh, crickets up in the air. Well, you can learn all about Purple Martins uh, and lots of different educational programs and displays and um, programs at Marsh Haven Nature Center. And people come from all over the state for this event. So it's Martin Fest 2018, June 30th, 10 to 4 at Marsh Haven Nature Center. So lots going on the next few weeks. No excuse not to be outside enjoying something. Mm, That's right. All right, uh, let's take our bottom of the hour break here. We will come back more with Rob Zimmer outdoors here on HBY. You know the name of the song? It's just name. Right? No. Iris? Yes. Iris. Oh, Iris. Because there's one called Name, too. Like, But you told me earlier that I did. you had someone ask about. Irises. Irises. And you so, listened. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it happens. I do listen every now and then. I like this song. It's one of my favorite 90s songs. Yeah. There, there isn't much. Well, I shouldn't say that because a lot of people like that crappy 90s music. But <laughs> <laughs> there's not really a lot of good music for the 90s, but this is one of them. This is one of them. It is It's ours. all kind of dumb. As we bring you back to outdoors here. No offense here. to anyone who likes 90s music. <laughs> the Rob Zimmer. <laughs> I am Joey D. Give us a call, 281-1150-866-887-1150. What was somebody saying about Iris? Uh, they were just asking what to do with them uh, when they're done blooming to keep them, you know, to get them going for next year. So, um, uh, And I answered the question but yeah gotcha. it's been a bad year for irises in a lot of places and I, I was talking about yesterday on the show i went out to the the big iris farm down in, at willow creek iris uh, farms down between red granite and watoma right on highway 21 there's an iris farm where they have thousands and thousands of bearded iris in bloom hmm. um, and even they said only about a third of their irises bloom this year which is still you know tens of thousands of plants there but it could be a lot more and it's just because of the winter we had it was just a bad winter for bearded iris Gotcha. Yeah. All right. 281-1150. Let's head to Brussels and talk with Nancy. Good morning, Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. I, I have a question about poison sumac and how to get rid of it. Uh, are you sh- having to go down there and rip it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, there really isn't much other than, I mean, there are herbicides that are, are used for poison sumac. Right, first of all, are you sure it's poison sumac? Because people use uh, kind of the poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac, uh, different uh, you know, interchangeably. So I'd want to positively identify it first because it could a very be poison shiny ivy. leaf with a uh, that looks like a bass leaf, and then it has white berries. So that's probably poison ivy. Ooh, yikes. yeah, because poison ivy. Poison. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we and, looked it up. We looked it up. The white berries. Yeah, um, poison ivy has white berries too. So. And it's tall. It can get. It can get fairly tall. Yeah, the best, I mean, there's not much, uh, there are herbicides that work for it. Uh, you obviously don't want to burn it. You probably don't want to mow it because then you're going to you're gonna spray the the um, the juices everywhere. Uh, you, how, how much, how big of an area are you talking about? Well, it's Is quite it? a large area. It's a large area. It's, on okay. a, it's growing on a cliff and we went down there. Um, we, we live on a ledge and um, we came in contact with it and it's a terrible, it's oh, terrible yeah. things and we thought it was, uh, we thought it was poison sumac because of the white berries. It's loaded with white berries. Very pretty plants. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty. <laughs> but yeah, as far and if it's a if it's that large of an area, I'm not sure if you're 
you're willing to have someone come in and try to eradicate it for you. Um, as we were talking about on the show yesterday, when it comes to, to plants like that, there is no easy solution. I mean, there's no one-stop solution. It's it's not going to happen. It's going to take years and years and years to get to get rid of it. But you can mm-hmm. start by, um, you know, cutting it back. And there's herbicides that you can kind of paint, depending how big the stems are. You can paint those on there. Uh, but again, it's something that you have to do over and over and over. Burning okay. it doesn't okay. work. Oh, sorry. Burning it doesn't work because when you burn it, those oils get into the air, and it's actually even worse because you could breathe it in. You can get it on your skin. You can really, so, yeah. And I've heard of people trying to burn it and just having having um, horrible, horrible results from oh. that. So, but that loaded uh, loaded white berries. You don't think that's sumac? You think that's um, poison ivy? Oh no, it could, poison ivy was a lower plant. Yeah, it could be either. Poison ivy can get quite tall. Yeah, what's the difference yeah. between the two? Yeah, poison ivy is usually. Um, Poison ivy has the three shiny leaves that you were talking about. Um, poison. Excuse, Excuse me? me. I didn't hear. I said poison ivy has the shinier leaves that you're talking about. Yes, they're poison. small. They almost look like a bass leaf. Yep. On a bass tree. Yeah. So poison sumac um, is different. Poison sumac looks more like um, I want to say like like your like your staghorn sumac. It has the the multiple leaves on it, so it's a little bit different. So. Um, and it could be either of the three. We have all three in our area. We have poison oak, poison sumac, and poison um, ivy. But if it's on the cliff, stuff to get on your body. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. If you're saying it's right on the cliff, there it probably is poison ivy because poison sumac likes it wetter. It's in wet areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, it is a wet area. It's well, the bay is right in front of it. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, as far as eradicating them, I mean. You obviously don't want to touch it. You know, you can wear gloves and oh, make sure you throw them away. That's our problem. Yeah. See, poison sumac has, you know, at least 10 leaves going up and down the stem, kind of like our regular sumacs, if you're familiar with staghorn sumac. It's it's oh, sort of like no, that. I'm not, a, I'm not really familiar with any poison stuff until the, we got <laughs> on our arms and things. Yeah. Well, staghorn sumac's not poison. Sta- oh. Poison sumac is. So, um, but regardless, to get rid of it, um, if it's that big of an area, and I'm assuming this is your property, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. you may have to have someone come in. And, and there, I believe you can get grants and things from the DNR if you contact the DNR. Oh. So, sometimes um, even if you're up by UWGB, I don't know, maybe they would even have some sort of program, their horticulture department, where maybe they would come in as even maybe part of a class to try to get rid of it if it's that extensive. That might be an option too. Okay, that's an idea. Yes. Good. Yeah, in fact, I would probably start there. I would start with uh, either the Brown. Are you in Brown County or Door County? Door County. Door County. I would con- I would con- start with maybe the Door County Extension Office and, and contact them um, mm-hmm. and see if they have any resources for helping get rid of large, you know, areas of poison ivy or poison sumac, um, or UW uh, either either NWTC or UWGB. Uh, NWTC does the um, uh, the horticultural program. They might be interested in... I'll try that. Though. That's good suggestions. Okay. Yeah, because if it's that big of an area, yeah. um, it's not something you're going to be able to do by yourself, obviously. And, and they have... I want to. Maybe right, right. Yeah, okay, and, the, and the tech school... Yeah, and the tech school and the colleges and the, and the, the DNR Extension <laughs> Office there, the UW Extension <laughs> Office, they would be have people who are, you know, uh, qualified and, and authorized to use, you know, the, 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 the herbicides on it, too, so... 
Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Oh, sure. It. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks Bye. for the call, Nancy. Appreciate it. 281-1150. We have to get to one more timeout. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, head back to the phone lines. It is Outdoors with Rob Zimmer on HBY. Hasta mañana, hasta mañana, hasta mañana. Bring it back here. On outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Hasta mañana. It's the one song I could find that. Hasta. Hasta mañana. Oh, is that why you were doing that? I was wondering. That's a new one of our top ten here pretty soon. Yeah. Really quick. It makes me laugh though because I've never heard it. Is it is. Really quick, I want to give a website. Um, yeah, uh, go back to the poison for ivy. Nancy real was quick. just talking about the poison yeah. ivy that you can very clearly identify whether it's poison ivy or poison sumac. Um, it's poison-ivy.org, um, and you can see some really great pictures and range maps of the eastern poison ivy and the poison sumac. And and from what you described, um, it's definitely poison ivy. Poison sumac has a very different leaf. Uh, structure and poison ivy can climb. In fact, there's even a picture of one climbing. It's even in shrub form too. So, um, they also have on that website though. They have control services. It's, it's a business, so they have. You can click on um, control services by state, and you can click on Wisconsin. It will give you some some. If you can't get uh, the extension office or the tech or anyone to come and help, there there is that uh, business that you can pay to come and uh, get uh, help also. But excellent. There okay. you go. So I want to do the top ten list really quick. Right, running out of time, with... and we have lots of calls holding. You guys got to call earlier. <laughs> so, okay, so t- top ten giant hostas. Hasta ma- I'm going to sing that all day. So the top ten giant hostas. Number ten, there I we have. Go. Number ten. Yep. Number my. These are my personal favorite top ten hostas or giant ones. So number giant ten, one. gentle giant. Speaking of giant, gentle giant is this beautiful half-cupped hosta that's really upright, really vase-shaped, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful form. It's a blue hosta, kind of a beautiful soft blue, um, and they call it Gentle Giant because when you look at it, it really has this gentle, um, cupped look to it. That one can get 70 inches across. Wow. Uh, number nine is Regal Splendor. Regal Splendor is one of my favorite. It was hosta of the year back in uh, uh, several years ago. Um, it's this beautiful turquoise blue with a white or creamy yellow edge to it. That one can get 72 inches across, so that's a big one. Uh, number eight is Victory. Victory was hosta of the year a couple years ago also. That's a beautiful, huge, shiny-leaved hosta, kind of a beautiful bright green with a, a cream-colored edge. That one can get 70 inches across. Uh, and that's after, usually takes them about three to five years to get that big. Uh, number seven is Guardian Angel. As many of you know, Guardian Angel is my favorite hosta overall. That's a gorgeous hosta. That one gets about 56 inches across. So uh, that's still a good, you know, almost... Five, six feet there. Uh, number six is Empress Wu. Empress Wu is the classic big hosta that everybody thinks of when they hear of giant hostas. Um, it's not the biggest, even though a lot of people think it's the biggest. That one gets 70 inches across. And I've seen specimens probably even uh, bigger than that. Number five is the biggest officially measured one that I've seen, but there are a lot of unofficially measured ones too. Number five is Komodo Dragon. And what I like about Komodo Dragon is you get kind of a ripply edge and some really cool... Um, veining with the leaf. That one gets 84 inches across, if you can imagine that. That's a wow. giant hosta. And each leaf can be 15 to 18 inches long. Uh, number four is Key West. Key West is, is awesome because it's yellow, and there's there's several big yellow hostas that I love. That one can get 80 inches across. Solar Flare is number three. That's a nice, great, big yellow hosta. Again, 80 inches across. 
My number two favorite giant hosta is Winter Snow, which is a beautiful lime green hosta, uh, too yellow. You can put it in full sun and it will turn a beautiful yellow. And it has a really crisp white edge. That one can get 82 inches across. Okay. And right. then number one. Here we go. Giant hosta. Is humpback whale, which is a really cool kind of reverse cupped uh, blue hosta. They, a lot of people are saying that one's going to get bigger than Empress Wu uh, in the long run, but uh, the official measurement is 80 inches on that one. So, uh, and lots of places you can get these plants. Uh, Pondside Gardens over in Kiel is a great place for for hostas. Everything there is 10 bucks, which is a great bargain. Uh, so head on over to Kiel. They're open now for the year, so you can go over there and get. Uh, they probably have just about all of these hostas there. So. All right. They might not have every, every single one, but you can check them out and see what you can find. Uh, Rose Hill Gardens up in Oneida or Hobart's also a great place to get hostas. And, of course, the hosta stop over in Plover. So, Top hosta. 10 giant <clears throat> yep. hostas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hasta mañana. Hasta mañana. All right. Let's go to Don. <laughs> hey, Don. Don, you're next up here in Oshkosh. What's up, Don? I have a question on a rose bush. Is it too? It's a large rose bush. Is it too late in the season to uh, transplant it or even prune it? Um, is it flowering? Yes. Yeah, I would probably wait um, uh, because because right now you know you could be spreading diseases, things like that. If it's got something in the soil, you don't want to work it up too much. I uh, you could prune it a little bit, you know, if you can. But I would I wouldn't try to move it right now. How how old is it? Old. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, I would probably wait and do that. Either if you can wait until next year, earlier in the spring, move it. You know, when it's still kind of kind of dormant, or you can do a lot of that pruning. Uh, you know, in the spring, but it's probably too late. I mean, it it's not going to kill it if you do it now, but it, it could cause diseases. It could um, affect it in a bad way if you tried to do it right now. Okay, yeah, it's about six feet tall and five feet wide. So it's oh, yeah. Yeah, if you can wait, I mean, you can prune off some of the canes. You can get in there and, you know, take some of the canes off, the the deadwood especially. But I wouldn't prune too much off right now. Um, maybe do some minor pruning. But as far as moving it, like you were saying, I would probably wait to do that. Next spring job. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, it got warm so fast this year that, uh, yeah. All right. Well, you're welcome. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks, Don. Thanks for the call. Yeah, we had the two feet of snow in April when most people are doing that kind of stuff, and then we couldn't get out and do it, and then all of a sudden it was 100 degrees. So, <laughs> hmm. Literally. Literally, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was 100 degrees just Literally. all of a sudden. Yeah. All right, that is uh, just about going to do it here. Uh, anything oh. uh, upcoming this week? That uh, uh, This week, lots that of stuff going on. Get I mean, get out, get out and see all the different stuff we talked about. Um, again, any of the days, you can get up to Green Bay Botanical Garden and check out the, the Lego exhibit. Butterfly Gardens of Wisconsin is open now. You can get out there and check out. I believe they're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday. You can get out there and check out Butterfly Gardens of Wisconsin here in Appleton. Um, all sorts of fun stuff going on. Watch my Facebook page for, for yeah. things that are blooming and things that are happening around here. It's Rob Zimmer Outdoors yeah. on Facebook. Yep. All right, Rob. <laughs> I, every single week at the end of the show, we always say, it's been such a... It's been such a great show. Great show. It's been such a great, <laughs> great show. Again this week. We'll see you next week, Rob. I'll be here. It's a great show. <laughs> it was. Yep. Bye. Stay tuned. we got Under the Hood coming up next on HBY. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.